Hello and welcome to the only show that cannot bullseye womp rats in their T-16 back home, but can hit a deer in their Toyota Camry. I'm Luke. I'm Max. And I'm Matt. And this is Force for Thought. And we're going to need an alt. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Force for Thought. Today we are going to be ranking our top five favorite lightsaber battles in the galaxy far, far away. We took a lot of time, or at least I did, prepping our answers for this. This is definitely the episode that I had the most prep time for. More I, than my Andor review, more than my Book of Boba Fett review. I was going to say, everybody, this is we've been together for a little bit now and we all have been anxiously pacing around each other, not wanting to talk off microphone because we just want to talk about the lightsaber battles. Yeah, I showed up like a half hour ago and just zipped my lips and <laughs> talked with my eyes until we turned on these mo- microphones. A um, lot of sexual tension in the how room. Did, how did you guys, let's just talk highbrow, how did you guys do this ranking? Was it just a gut mm-hmm. thing? Did you devise some sort of ranking system? Did you go back and rewatch them? I did not rewatch them. I went with what my... I mean, I thought a lot about it, but I went ultimately, like, I had a list of 12, um, and I just, I wanted to go with what, I, when I think of Star Wars, what it, what lightsaber battles do I think of? And I wrote those down first, and then I limited it down to what I think is, like, the best, and what I think of consistently. And I'm not gonna lie, when we first pitched this idea, when you guys first pitched it, I wasn't like, I, w- I, mean, I was excited, I like lightsaber battles like anybody but it's not my favorite go-to thing for star wars but then i really started writing them down and the more and more i got excited and excited and i was telling max a little bit earlier i did like four drafts of this like no that's not the right order Mm -hmm. like okay no no no, that one is definitely an honorable mention not in the top five or the other way around so that's how i went about it but also look you too how did you go about it uh i wrote down my top 16 off the rip and i knew that we wouldn't i wouldn't get a chance to discuss my top 16 lightsaber battles in one episode maybe we'll do a part two but I took those 16 and I rated them out of 10 in three categories, uh, flash, story, and ending. Flash. I think that's what makes a good, those are the three factors that make a great lightsaber fight because there's, you know, um, well, I don't want to talk about any in particular, but it's got to be flashy. It's got to be cool. It's got to have uh, good emotion, story elements, and it's got to have a good ending because a lot mm-hmm. of them just kind of end and it is a bit lame. So those are the factors I took mm-hmm. into account um, of my 16 only one scored under 20, and only like two or three scored under 26. So you had an actual so, ranking system? Yes, this is a, a very lot of them were 10s. A lot of them were 10s in a lot of categories. <laughs> what was the point? In order to, yeah, yeah, no, there was no point of him ranking. Oh, no, there's a point. Because in order, to, But the one tie that I had to break was um, two of them had 10, 10, 10 out of um, 10. And so I gave one of them an 11 out of 10 in one category. That is so funny. For context, upstairs when we were just talking, Luke says, and I gave one of them 31, uh, or you, I, I gave one 31 points. And Max and I were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what and now it makes sense that you right, we didn't have any context yeah. like you, that you ranked these. Mine, mine was like purely a <laughs> gut thing. So there were, there were like a couple factors that I kept like kind of coming across in my head as I was trying to think of a ranking for them. And kind of similar to yours, my, my three were uh, um, uh, the emotions behind the, the, the emotional stakes behind the fight, the choreography and the music I also had included. Um, so those were kind of three of the objective criteria that I guess I used, but it was mostly just a gut thing for me. And I, I knew we were doing top five, so I came up with, uh, pretty immediately my list of my top eight. Uh, and then I kept thinking of like more beyond that. Like I probably thought of like maybe like a dozen or maybe 15 or so, but I knew 
as I was thinking of them, I was like, ah, oh, that one's not going to make my top five, though. There's really only about eight that were uh, competitive for my top five spot. Um, I will say I didn't want it to be like too surgical with my uh, list making, too objective, so to say. And so I did go back and rewatch all of these fights, and a lot of my bottom half, I crossed out and added it to my top half. So a lot of these that are in my top five, I had originally ranked in like the mid to high 20s but uh upon rewatching they they got a, a higher spot so let's let's just get into it max where'd you get with your number five favorite lightsaber fight in star wars my number five favorite star wars lightsaber fight comes from the clone wars the final season it is ahsoka versus maul matthew don't look at me like no. that. you knew it was coming yeah it's not i just assume most of these are going to be clone wars especially for luke it's it's the only one uh from animation for me actually in my entire list not just my top five um mm -hmm. but i think it is by far one of the best um uh lightsaber duels obviously you get to see uh, darth maul who is one of the best lightsaber duelists uh you get to see ahsoka tano in her prime use her uh double her double her two lightsabers i don't want to say double bladed um <clears throat> and uh, there was just a lot of really good storytelling told with it. Uh, they did a lot of cool um, kind of technological advancements where they actually brought back Ray Park to do some mocap for the fight. And if you go back and watch it, you can still see a couple parts where Ray Park's performance shines through, particularly where Darth Maul kind of does that weird like kick thing in the air where it looks like he's trying to double jump. We yeah. always talk about the double jump. It's I so know. cool. Yeah, I, I never think it's a double jump, but I know exactly what you're talking about. He kicks his leg back to push his arms forward faster because it's the like reaction or every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if you kick your leg back, you get a further arm forward action. I swear. It's physics. We, he said that before, and then I swear to God you've had the exact same explanation in a previous episode. Damn it. Because we talk about it all the time because it's so good. That's how good it is. It's one of those things that just sticks with you. It's like a, it's a, a literal split second moment on screen, but every time I see it, I'm like, <gasps> kind of like uh, that uh, trailer for that Mission Impossible movie where Henry Cavill cocks his arms. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? He's not about to explain it again. I'm, We've talked no, about I, that before. I know. That's why I'm He's saying it. Because okay. we've talked about it yes. like, before. We talk about like, it all the time. That's why I'm saying it. Yes, you're but, in a time loop, man. No, because that because that's exactly what we mentioned right after the double the double jump, and that we talked about episode. it in context of the Darth Maul. Yes, I'm ninety percent sure. No way. No, I'd remember that. I'm pretty I'm sure that's what happened to that episode. I am. Pretty Reach out sure. to us it on social been. media. It might have been. I don't know. But that episode. regardless, Someone, that's uh, yeah. That's Sorry. my number five. It's okay. a good. It's a good lightsaber duel. Someone needs to start a wiki, like a first thought wiki, so we can keep track of this. That would be so helpful. And I don't want to do it. No, no, that's definitely a fan generated <laughs> thing. Listener at home, let us know when it's up. Yes, anybody. All right, Matt, where are we at? Number five on your list. Yeah, I was um, really surprised. Uh, I'm not really surprised. All of them made it in my top five. Um, again, going through a lot of honorable mentions, and again, kind of thinking about again my gut instinct of what makes the the, the a great lightsaber battle for me. And like you, Luke, you mentioned that they just end, and honestly, that doesn't really bother me. I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that though, because I feel like it does probably for a lot of people. But my number five is Obi Wan versus Anakin: Revenge of the Sith. Um, I, at first I wasn't going to what. Which Obi-Wan versus Anakin, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, the, 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 the Battle of the Heroes? Okay. Yeah. Why? What is... No, go ahead. In <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's not in any of yours. You look so panic. No, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what to, to say about it, but when I think about it, I mean, it has the emotional impact, and it is. it ends very frightening, and we have, uh, we have a... 
I don't know, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen as Anakin. I think that is the ultimate battle in that, um, in that, in that movie. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know much to say about it besides that. When I think about it being 12 years old or 11 years old, seeing it for the first time, it just kind of blew my mind. And especially, you know, we've seen some great lightsaber battles within that trilogy. Um, and it's not even my favorite from that trilogy, but I think being able to, um, especially being that age, I think a lot of these maybe come from, honestly, looking through, I'm like, yeah, a lot of these in my top come from when I was younger to be like, I like the flashier stuff. And again, um, not necessarily why I like Star Wars, but yeah, I like uh, Obi-Wan versus Anakin. I also like that one. Uh, there there might have been a little it has uh, to be mishap, on- mishap with our uh, lists um, being meshed together. Let's just say I'd give uh, that fight a 10 out of 10 for story and ending and an 11 out of 10 for Flash. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that is a very flashy fight. I love that fight. Okay, and good. upon my rewatch, uh, there was another point that, uh, moment that I never really connected, but it's so obvious I should have when... Um, Obi-Wan says, Anakin, the Chancellor is evil, and Anakin says, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, and that's where Obi-Wan gets his whole my point of view shtick, that he can just say, oh, well, from my point of view, I never made that connection. Oh, that's really smart. Damn. Also, you you when I said my choice and you looked at me weird, I'm just like, I got so much pressure, I just feel like (laughs) I stumbled over my entire thing. (laughs) But yes, Anakin, Obi-Wan, very, very good fight scene. Um, coming back to me for my number five, I went with also Anakin and Obi-Wan versus Dooku, also in Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Um, that is a very fast fight. It's very underrated because it's so early. Mm-hmm. And I remember in like 2005 thinking about where Count Dooku was going to fit into this story because yeah. he had, I didn't, I didn't expect him to die so early, but I knew he wasn't going to be in the second half of the movie because it's not <laughs> yeah. really about him. And so it does have a good shock factor. The ending is awesome with Anakin with his blue and red lightsaber. Uh, The choreography is very fast. And I also give a lot of attention to the banter in the middle or around a lightsaber fight. And this one has some of the best where it just, they're quick cuts where Anakin says, my powers have doubled since the last time we met, which in 2005, when that came out before the Clone Wars, that's, you're led to believe that it was three years ago in Attack of the Clones when Mm -hmm. they last met, but after seeing the Clone Wars, you know that they meet several times in the Clone Wars. And so I think that even just adds to it. The Anakin saying, like, my powers have doubled since the last time we met. And we met, like, three months ago. Yeah. Like, that shows Anakin's arrogance and confidence and yeah. his I think it demonstrates growth. his growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily bad things. No. Yeah. That, I mean, because I we do talk about that shock factor at the end of that scene. And mm-hmm. I, it is so, <laughs> so nerve-wracking. Yeah. Especially seeing that as a kid, like Star Wars is fun, right? But all of a sudden, it's like an it's a it's a very dark. Obviously, it's an audibly dark turn. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It literally is such a dark turn that when you're watching that, and you're like a kid, you're like, yeah, they're gonna go in the elevators, and all of a sudden they're just like chopping people's heads off, like at the end of that scene, you're like, oh. Yes, and so I also gave a lot of attention to how well a uh, lightsaber fight ended, and sometimes yeah. you know, like Obi Wan and An- Anakin gets his hand cut off, and Obi Wan gets cut in the knee when their first battle and then this time anakin decapitates count dooku ceremoniously with both lightsabers like that is such an improvement from their first encounter that's true also i'm gonna go back i like lightsaber battles that end just kind of end but i think you're right everything in my top five does end with a very poignant ending and now I am worried that the other ones are going to be wrong <laughs> as well, <laughs> we'll but find out. we'll find out because we, I, I can, we can't break Gotta keep rolling with it <laughs> and just see as it comes up. We'll be fine. We'll pivot. Max, where did you get your number four? 
My number four, maybe an unpopular one, but I went with a lightsaber battle, if it could technically be considered that, from the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. It is Vader versus Reva. It is one of my favorite mm. lightsaber battles because of how easily Darth Vader just absolutely throws her aside. Some people are, might listen to that and they're going to be like, she didn't even hold her own against him. And that's kind of the point. I really like that she was kind of like the villain of this series throughout the entire time. And then when you finally see her compared to Vader, you just see how massive of a presence Vader is and how easily he can handle anyone who tries to challenge him um for the first like half of their fight he doesn't even draw his own lightsaber he's just he's just like sidestepping her and then he eventually steals her lightsaber and like breaks it in half and uses her own lightsaber against her uh and i don't even know if their lightsabers even like uh clash with each other at all they do um, i rewatched this one yeah. okay <laughs> um uh and then obviously he, it kind of ends with him stabbing her and, and she survives but so i don't know how you give that for an ending because it, it you might say like oh that just kind of ends but i really like uh the story beats behind it obviously the choreography i thought was really cool getting to see vader act like that was why i gave it my number four for the ending i gave it an eight because um getting stabbed is cool but she does survive which <laughs> makes it less cool but the way they uh intercut it with um anakin stabbing young reva and it's like this same thing already happened that makes it so much cooler mm -hmm. that was such a dark editing choice to intercut that like they did it's like getting struck by lightning twice mm -hmm. <laughs> what are the chances of this yeah if i was gonna die in order 66 i would want it to be by anakin and then reva's lucky she got to have it twice <laughs> oh my God. every every eight seconds someone gets struck by lightning is that true? That poor person. <laughs> it could be you, you listener. Right <laughs> um, I, I the um the, <laughs> the um sorry that was really funny. The I don't Max. That's a, such an interesting choice. I feel like I think out of all of Star Wars, um, that would be a, a like one of my great honorable mentions. I feel like, and I I have one that's similar. Like you said, like you're not even sure if they clash lightsabers, and um, you're talking about you know uh, Vader doesn't even. Uh, ignite his saber for a long time. I don't want to get into honorable mentions, obviously, but I kind of have one that's similar in the fact that it is basically a one-sided, but it is still, I would consider it a, a lightsaber battle um, as well. So we can get into that later on. Uh, I don't want to break format. That's fine. Uh, but yes, Anakin and Reva was, or Vader, Reva was a very good fight. When I initially ranked it, I gave it a 25 out of 30, which got to uh, number 10, and then I rewatched it and shot it back up to number 7 as like a gut thing because it was mm. just a badass fight. It's the really fun thing, to yes. watch. I feel, I, I feel better about that pick then. So you had it pretty high up there. I did, good, yeah. Good, good. It's good. Matt, what's your number 4? So the antithesis, I'd say, of uh, the Revenge of the Sith fight is Rey and Finn versus Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens. Nobody in that time. Okay, just making sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean... When I think of, again, when, I've been, when I was building this list, I was thinking about like what I think of. like in it is like that visual thing, too. And I feel like in that scene, is the, again, the antithesis of uh, the revenge, because it is so snowy outside. Again, when you see those trailer, that trailer for Force Awakens, um, you know, what I think is maybe the, the best trailer of all Don't Star get started. Wars trailers. Um, I, I feel like it is such a good deception. Now, you also see Finn, who is a non-Force user, you know, up until that up until that point, mm -hmm. uh, you know, use allegedly, a, yeah, allegedly, yeah, use a lightsaber, but you also have Kylo Ren, like just like hulking towards him. Um, you get you get Ray, and then when the saber flies past Kylo Ren into Ray, it's such a great moment, and also just like the visual of the 
uh, you know, the red and blue against this white snowy background. And then beyond that, you also have this moment where the entire thing is kind of getting destroyed and cracked open. And so you have this, I think, really epic ending lightsaber battle. And it's really hard to also, I think, see Han Solo die and then also be really entertained like two minutes later. And somehow they do that. <laughs> it's an emotional um, whiplash, but exactly. it works. Yeah, I think it does too. Uh, and then I just love how the way it ends. And I just, again, it, to, for me, this is all about visuals. And then it's able to somehow top a, a, a death of like one of our most beloved characters of all time. Mm-hmm. I am certain that it didn't go down this way creatively when they were making the movie, but mm-hmm. I like to tell myself that J.J. showed that scene to you know, the executive producers and whomever at Lucasfilm, and they just watched it and scratched their chin like, well, how come Kylo Ren's not like mopping the floor with these idiots that they're mm-hmm. not trained? And J.J.'s like, oh, well, Chewbacca had just shot him like five minutes ago. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> with the bowcaster, which they made the whole point about how it was like throwing stormtroopers back yes. 100 feet every single time they were shot, and he just takes it. Yes, narratively, it does make sense, and I don't think that that's any sort of plot hole like other people have said to me before. I don't, I don't fault it for that. I... I do agree with some of the criticisms surrounding some of the sequel trilogy choreography. Uh, I don't think uh, those lightsaber duels are like the best choreographed lightsaber battles that we've ever seen. But I do agree with that, with the mm-hmm. the storytelling, the emotional stakes and everything. And I do really like the imagery, like you said, the scenery yeah. and the snow falling all around them and the reflections of their faces and everything. All the iconography yeah. from that battle are superb. It is so funny. That's like... I- the choreography is something I think about the least about. Like we're, we like we talked about a lot of like episodes and episodes ago, which is like if you're kind of complaining about the choreography, it's like you have bigger problems <laughs> than uh, in Star Wars versus the choreography. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I guess like sequ- like prequel trilogy probably has the best choreograph like choreography in all of Star Wars. But like again, I don't know. I there's something. I mean, I was gonna say something else. Oh, the Kylo Ren thing. I do think that in that scene, Kylo Ren is he's young and he's cocky and i think he is toying with them a bit too um i don't think he's just like straight being like i'm going to have like struggle with this he does struggle in that battle a bit especially with ray but i do think he's he's really kind of playing with them throughout that scene which i think tries to riz her up he tries to become her teacher when they're got their lightsabers interlocked he says you need a teacher i can i can do it did you use that correctly oh yeah as the youngest one here Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm basically the, 17, as barely. The, as the oldest one here, I only know what you say, or you're saying because of comedy podcasts that made fun of that phrase <laughs> once I've heard. Um, do you have anything else for your for that fight? No, I feel like I'm stumbling over all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, my number four favorite lightsaber fight in Star Wars is Anakin versus Barriss in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So this comes at the end of the Wrong Jedi arc at um, season five of the Clone Wars. Um when Ahsoka is framed for doing the bombing of the Jedi Temple and Anakin finds out that it's Barriss and then Barriss pulls out, Anakin has his lightsaber and Barriss's lightsaber mm-hmm. and then Barriss pulls out Asajj Ventress's two lightsabers and they have uh, one-on-one, both wielding two lightsabers fight and it's a very well choreographed, very exciting fight and there's a lot of unique great moments because uh, for the banter, um, Anakin says, you should have gotten rid of them, referring to the lightsabers. And then Barriss says, I think they suit me. So you get their mm. motivations and ambitions clear that yeah. Barriss like, did the bombing and she betrayed Ahsoka and she wants red lightsaber. Like She's going full dark side. She's not uh, misunderstood or anything. Like She is the villain. Um, and the fight is not necessarily close because it's Anakin. And this is... like. One of the biggest moments in the Clone Wars where you see Anakin's journey 
closer to the dark side yeah. because that's something that the Clone Wars is praised a lot for that you see that journey more fluidly than in just the movies. And so, you know, in the beginning of the series or in Attack of the Clones, Anakin is like a light side Jedi kind of struggling with it sometimes. And at the end of this fight, he rips her out of the air and force chokes her 20 yards away into a tree. And it is a very stunning defeat for Barris. And <laughs> just visually, it's super cool to see. And narratively, it's super cool for Anakin. Um, another moment, uh, they, Anakin, or no, Barris runs away uh, into like a Jedi courtyard where Terrace Anube is training the younglings from the uh, that Jedi youngling arc. And for the Clone Wars, which is an anthology series, which we said before when we were ranking our favorite TV shows, I don't really care for the anthology nature of it. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to see tie-ins to other story arcs and episodes, and you very rarely do in the Clone Wars. So that was awesome. And then I don't know if we get to count Barriss's speech after Anakin wins and brings her to the trial to vindicate Ahsoka, but that's such a good speech. She says, like, the Jedi are the ones propagating this war and we should be the ones on trial. And it cuts to Obi-Wan and I, for, I forget who, and I just rewatched it. It's either Stacey Tin or Kiati Mundi. It would probably be Kiati Mundi because it's always Kiati Mundi, but <laughs> I, I feel like it was Stacey Tin. But they both like look down kind of regrettably. And I feel like w- one of them, like the other one, not Obi-Wan, is thinking, like, oh, that's so sad. We let Barris down and she's fallen so far. And Obi-Wan's like, you know, she's right. We've let ourselves down. We are the enemies. And that's such a, such a great moment. In such a great fight just before it. I think one of my favorite recurring things about our podcast is Luke's intense love for Kit Fisto combined with his intense dislike of Kiati Moody. I think a lot of our listeners love for Luke's love for <laughs> Kit Fisto is also. It's just a natural love for Kit Fisto that we all feel. Yeah. The fact that sure. I still laugh, like I'm like maybe not a daily basis, but definitely a weekly basis. I think about how you that you commented on somebody's comment on instagram saying this feels like my natural skin (laughs) about the mask yeah when i'm wearing the mask mask. it feels like my natural skin and this flesh on my face is the real mask (laughs) i mean that is i read that like not interacting with you and just i don't know i just died laughing at that (laughs) max what do you got for your number three for my number three i am uh sticking with the obi-wan kenobi tv show and I am going with the Obi-Wan versus Vader. Uh, part two or part one, considering how you look at it, was yeah. Obi-Wan versus Anakin, Revenge of the Sith, and then Obi-Wan versus Vader in A New Hope. You know, splitting hairs there. Anyway, it is uh, my third favorite uh, lightsaber battle. I absolutely love the emotional stakes, the music, the climax of just their entire story arc, uh, and how it kind of goes into their story, uh, continuing back with A New Hope is fantastic. When you see him, uh, when you see his eyes and you see Anakin's voice kind of breaking through the Darth Vader, uh, voice, it, it's just, it's eerie. It is heartbreaking. It hits me in all the right feels of everything that I go back and rewatch. Um, that is probably the thing that I go back and rewatch the most, honestly, is that fight. I like it a lot. The only thing that I knock it for is the same thing that everyone says, which is like, oh, well, we kind of saw this before in Rebels, right, with Ahsoka versus uh, Darth Vader. And I don't knock it for that just because uh, I'm 
well, first off, that argument, like, oh, we've seen this before, it kind of, like, cuts the argument that you sometimes hear from other people who are like, oh, they should, like, adapt some of their books and comic books into live action more. Yeah. And even a lot of Clone Wars fans are like, oh, they should do this in live action. And I'm much more in that camp as opposed to, oh, wham, we've already seen this before. So that doesn't bother me at all. I absolutely love it. And we, it's Hayden Christensen, right? So it's like, it does pull on that emotional heartstring. I think that is a great moment in uh in rebels and i think we're you know able to see it in live action is great and also for people that have seen rebels and clone wars and stuff and having those little moments within the live action i think is totally fine and, and it's cool to see it in live action and for those who have never seen those probably were like holy shit this is insane mm-hmm. uh, so i think it works on both levels but also we see obi-wan use the obi-wan stance in that fight scene which i believe is the first time we ever see it in live action not in live action, but is it in not? the Kenobi show. No, he doesn't in the prequels. I do not remember it in the prequels ever. Damn. When he fights Grievous, at least. Mm, okay, yes. But either way, we, we get to see his stance, which I think he does in that show. Like, and we, as, as I just falsely said, but he does in that show. We also see a lot of the Force being used consistently throughout as well. Where yeah, I had that in my notes because this also yeah. ranked highly in mine. Lifting rocks. I, I am going to have a lifting rocks Rogue One soon enough. You should. It just keeps coming up in all of Star Wars. But this fight revolves around lifting rocks to a decent extent yes but we don't really see that often right it's Mm -hmm. just like using the force plus until we saw ahsoka which i'm glad they're you know kind of pushing this a little further to be to show yes you're if you're a force user you're using lightsabers but you can also use your other force using abilities in combat which also just makes sense because up until that point we really were just like yes it's just battles Mm -hmm. it's like yeah i would definitely force push someone consistently or lift rocks or push rocks or anything yeah Um, it's in my honorable mentions i love it i do also dislike when people are like oh yeah it was good i just think it could have been better um (laughs) i know (laughs) that said i'm gonna do that right now because (laughs) um the uh the the environment that they're fighting in like it's cool that it's like rocks and they use the rocks obviously it could have been better lit is that what you're gonna say? I mean, it could have been like just a cooler, like more visually interesting uh, backdrop for the fight. I mean, when you compare something like that versus their first battle on Mustafar, yeah. I mean, like when they're surrounded by that entire lava planet and they're just going from like location to location, like on floating machinery and falling towers and all this stuff, like it's just so epic. And then they just kind of go to this rocky planet. But I think that speaks well to the lightsaber duel that they can do it in a fairly, you know, boring environment and still be one of my favorite lightsaber battles which is why i th- I, mean, I mean i could be wrong it could be a budget thing right it could be anything i'm but sure it is yeah. I, but i also do feel like it makes a lot of sense thematically is that the last time they were fighting they were in this very grandiose setting right and then it's so scaled back like the stakes are literally the galaxy is at stake when they're fighting on mustafar it feels like like obi-wan is actively trying yeah. to stop and then now it is between two friends or two former friends, you know. Right, it's I much more a thematic one-on-one. Like, I know the Mustafar yes. fight was a one-on-one, but exactly yes. what you're saying. I've never really thought about that. That's a great point. Yeah, because I feel like they, they could have spiced it up within anything, but I do feel like it, it was purposely dark and small and intimate for that reason, because it was their reunion. Mm. Uh, and it, 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 honestly, I don't. it would have been cool to see it flashy, but again, I think thematically it makes sense. And is again, the I keep saying it's the antithesis, <laughs> but it is the antithesis of that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I also rated this fight very highly. Um, the last note that I had about it is Obi-Wan, in, towards the beginning of the fight, he does uh, a little roll, like a 
somersault roll away from Vader twice in a row. It feels like when you're playing a video game against an overpowered boss, <laughs> and you just have to keep mashing side B, go, 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 go. side B, side B, side yeah, B. It was exactly that. He like get, does it, gets up, and does it again. That's hilarious. I, you, you know I he's gonna do it three times, and he gets tired. Then that's when you attack. Then you <laughs> yep. gotta do it three more times. And your yeah. health is up by that um, point. This is not Obi Wan's first rodeo. And before we move on too, because we talked about some of the banter and some of the other duels, I want to talk about the banter in this one as well because I also really liked it. Um, I really like uh, the part where, obviously, at the end, you know, Obi-Wan says that my friend is truly dead, you know, kind of bringing that whole story arc to a, a close. But then he leaves and he says goodbye, Darth. And he calls him Darth. And that's such a mm-hmm. good, that is good fan service. Like, that is such a good way to help seal that story arc where he's like, he no longer sees him as Anakin. He now sees him as Darth Vader. He calls him Darth. And it addresses why he calls him Darth in A New Hope. Like, that was so, so good. It, yes. They, they, that's, a, that's another... It's not as aggressive as making a whole movie to fill a small plot hole like Rogue One, but I have that I've heard that joke before that like oh what does Obi Wan call him Darth if it's not a first name it's just a title but it, it makes mm-hmm. sense given the events of Kenobi that he views Anakin as being completely consumed by the Darth persona yep. by the Sith. Can you imagine that's where they started and worked backwards? Like, okay, well, so we know we want to fill in this gap, but how do we, what's the backstory to that? <laughs> Someone who leaves the room and then comes back in three hours. All right, so Reva. Wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> like when someone spends 15 minutes setting up the most complicated board game you can possibly imagine and then just leans back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every game we ever play with Max. <laughs> trying to, I, I wish I did that joke a hundred different ways. There's all much better ways to have start that. Someone starts at that point, leaves the room, comes back a couple hours later. All right, so where are we? Okay. Okay, so Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? He's going <laughs> to kidnap nine-year-old Leia. <laughs> whoa, 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 We're talking about why he calls him Darth? Yeah, yeah, we get there. <laughs> Star Wars Lost Basis. Uh, Matt, yes. what do you have for your number three? I was waiting. So this is a not a technicality, but really it's anything from uh, the Twilight of the Apprentice, right? And so uh, back-to-back, just great lightsaber battles the entire time. So originally... I don't want to. Twilight of the Apprentice is the season two finale of Rebels. Is it? It is indeed. Yes, which I think is the maybe the best or second best episode of Rebels. Obviously, uh, when Kanan dies, may be the best. Anyway, um, so I did not go with Ahsoka versus Vader in, at in the end. I mean, I absolutely love it, and I was like, that was my gut instinct to go with it first, but. The Maul and Kanan and Ahsoka versus the Inquisitors, I think, is a better lightsaber battle. It is insane to see Maul team up with Ahsoka and Kanan. I am a sucker for a good team up, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And then also Kanan gets blinded. Like, it is. Yeah, good ending. It's Yes, exactly. So that is the ending, right? Is that he is blinded. And so that is like an insane ending that you, you, feel, you feel that hit. Like, you literally hear that. You you hear the hit, and all of a sudden, it's you, you are blinded with Kanan. And you're like, whoa, what just happened? And I do love the intensity of the Ahsoka and Vader fight. And obviously, the, you know, everything's closing in. They're leaving. It's so, intense. I'm sorry. Are you talking about the... Sorry. I'm not talking about... Because maybe one of us does want to talk okay, about that Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So I, I was trying to hint the first time that I wasn't going to go into it. No one said anything. So, okay. So, yes. I'm going to go with the um, 3v3. But the Inquisitor fight, I think, is absolutely insane I, there's something about like Kanan versus the Inquisitors in general I think that ha- just consistently has great battles and obviously it's an animation so they can kind of do whatever they want but they really do whatever they want in these episodes mm-hmm. like whatever they want um, 
And I, I don't know. I love it. I think just like the the team up aspect alone, having Kana and Ahsoka, but then you and you know versus Maul, and then all of a sudden that turns into Maul and Ahsoka and Kanan versus the Inquisitors, and all of a sudden you're like, there is this common evil. And I do love, like you just said, Max, you love a good team up, and I think this does it the best out of maybe any Star Wars. Yeah, Dave Filoni good does such up. a good job of escalating too, because season one of Rebels ended so well with Kanan fighting the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. I imagine after that they were like, "All right, Dave, so what's how season two gonna end?" And he's like, "Hear me out: Ezra and Kanan and Maul versus Inquisitors." Yeah. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, it's um, Ahsoka though, not not Ezra. Or is, Ahsoka. is Ezra yeah, not yeah. part of that fight? I couldn't remember. I did not rewatch this one. No, he's he's going up to. Uh, oh yeah, he's getting the holocron yep. into the the thing. Um, as amazing as an ending it is for Kanan in this fight, mm-hmm. it is pretty lame ending for one of the Inquisitors that just flies off with the helicopter mode and then it breaks and then falls to his death. <laughs> no, that is that hilarious. That always gets a chuckle out of me. <laughs> Not if it's the same Inquisitor from Ahsoka. Yeah, I know. That was the Marok Inquisitor, wasn't yeah. it? It's so funny, though. Allegedly. I, I do love a good... Allegedly. Fake out death like that. Like, every time there's, like, a moment where I'm just like, oh, that person's safe. But, like, in my head, they're like, oh, that person's gonna die. And then they get away. I'm like, oh, that's that was insane. But that was a moment where I'm like, oh, well, that's actually insane. I like um, Dave Filoni when he talks about the uh, the Inquisitor uh, lightsabers being used as helicopters. How mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, we took a couple swings. You know, not all of them are, are fantastic. And he was kind of like joking about it and stuff. But I like to imagine like the behind the scenes of coming up with that. And he's like, oh, and then they just kind of fly away with their lightsaber blades. And someone like practically speaking was like trying to push back but didn't know how. So they were just <laughs> like, well you know can't that like break that doesn't seem like a very good idea and dave's like oh that's a good idea i should show that it's, it's also one <laughs> keep of those, it keep it grounded it can't you know? break. it's risky well, yeah that's, it's also this is those, why you don't see it very often it's also one of those things where like how do you explain that to a child you know it's like when you fight and someone dies it's like oh yeah that's a battle but when it's like yeah accidents happen all the time <laughs> like it's like <laughs> <laughs> not everything's a lesson kiddo sometimes <laughs> you just die <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally got you, Max. All right, moving back to myself, my number three favorite <laughs> battle. Moving back to the person I want to hear the most from, myself. <laughs> I just wait for you guys to shut up. Um, my number three is Maul and Savage versus Darth Sidious in the Clone Wars. Ten out of ten. That's a good one. It is not that great story. So, like, I, I wait, said what? how I rated out of ten in terms of flash and story and ending. This got a hard ten for flash and ending mm-hmm. with the ending when i mean sidious kills uh savage for mm-hmm. one and then savage says i was never worthy to be your apprentice to maul is heartbreaking and then mm-hmm. darth maul takes out so as to not <laughs> be unfair to sidious at first when it's savage and maul maul is using one lightsaber and savage is using his one double-bladed lightsaber and sidious has his two lightsabers and then after savage dies maul takes out his dark saber mm-hmm. so that they each have two lightsabers which is a more fair fight and visually it just looks so badass to see three lightsabers and one dark saber in the same battle and then maul loses because of course and he asks for mercy and sidious says there is no mercy and starts force lightning him that's super cool and Upon rewatching this, there was something else I wanted to talk about because Maul has a very, very good reputation for being a duelist, but his record is atrocious. 
<laughs> the man puts up nothing but L's. He loses to Obi-Wan. He loses to Sidious. He loses to Obi-Wan again. He loses to Ahsoka. Again, on Mandalore, he's 0 for 2 in this arena. I guess you could say he's there's, 1 there's for 2. because no he does better beat. that he could be fighting, though. That's true. This he's is always the, going the up against the greatest. The but people people say that Maul is like one of the best duelists in the Star Wars universe. And I'm like, well, he's he at least Qui-Gon. worse than the three he fought. Yeah, Qui-Gon's he did beat supposed Qui-Gon. to be known for dueling. He duels right? a lot, but he... Yeah, it doesn't always work. But we also, I think he overall has a negative record. There's that's there's those <laughs> that's comic storylines we need to start bulking up of him just murking people. That's true. I have read that Darth Maul uh, comic, and uh, he does he does murk people. It's pretty awesome. And speaking of Darth Maul comics, I think that battle is what leads into the Darth Maul Son of Dathomir comic book. Uh, yeah, which is also a good comic book. Um, but. Number three, Maul, Maul and Savage against Sidious. It's just so, so cool visually and narratively. You get some uh, lore on the rule of two that is mm-hmm. vague at times. And it's like, does anyone actually care about this? <laughs> yeah. But you get a definitive answer that Sidious does care about it. And so it does indeed. I, I really like that fight. But, I agree. Uh, we can move on. Max, we're getting into number twos. Number two territory. Yes. My number two, if I can pull it up, is... Okay, so this is the actual the technicality one that I wanted to talk about. Interesting. I have Snoke's throne room as my number two. And the reason it's a technicality is because, again, lightsabers don't actually clash at all. In fact, the, the two lightsabers are on the same team against lightsaber-adjacent weapons. Baby. It counts. I counted I, it. I yeah, counted it. Same. All right. Um, yeah, it is... I mean, we talk about The Last Jedi a lot on this podcast, but it's one of my favorite movies, that throne room scene, the music, the choreography. People give it crap. I really like the choreography. I thought it was the most prequel-esque of all the sequel trilogy um, duels. Um, And um, like we were talking about with uh, The Force Awakens um, in the forest, that scene, the iconography from this scene I think is some of the best in the entire sequel trilogy. That shot of... Uh, Snoke's corpse just tumbling over himself as Rey r- lifts her hand into screen uh, to grab her lightsaber. Uh, that look that Kylo and Rey share as they realize what he has just done, and then the minute that they go back to back and everything slows down and the music cuts back in, and then all six or eight uh, Praetorian guards come at them at once. Mm-hmm. It is just so cool. And then you see them kind of help each other out too, which is awesome. I'm pretty um, sure it's six six and then uh another thing that we get to see in it too is a split second of kylo ren defending himself using the uh the hilt on his lightsaber which yes. is fun to see it is indeed i i would say it's like the only time we ever see him use that cross guard feature but he also uses it in one of matt's favorite ones mm-hmm. to get finn's shoulder when yep. they're like interlocked so he does use it a good amount. I think he uses it like in almost every battle. They they find a way to use it in because in the beginning of the Rise of Skywalker, when he's on Mustafar and he's just slaughtering all those people, um, it was one of the trailer shots. Actually, he like he picks that person up like with it impaled on yes. him and like oh yeah he down. does. He's stabbing he's stabbing him with that part Once of the lightsaber. I love I love unique instances of um, lightsaber combat, which is another reason why I really like this fight because. The Praetorian Guards don't have lightsabers, and I don't even yep. know what I would call it is that they have, but they're all different. Some of yeah. them have, like, two little daggers. Some of them have, like, long chain things. They're and some the Ninja have Turtles of this universe. I was just <laughs> about to say that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love Ninja Turtles, and I was not even thinking that. That's we hilarious. Yeah, like, they so some true. have nunchucks, some had size. Yeah. What Ninja Turtle are you for, for the Force for Thought? You're a Don. Oh, thank you. You're wearing purple right now. Yep. That's fair. I will take it. You're a I'm classic, not like what you're gonna say. You're a classic Michelangelo, and I'm a Leo. Oh, okay, good. I am glad with that. That's exactly what I wanted. No one wants to be Raph. No. Yeah. Oh, that guy's a dick. 
Everyone needs them in a group. But Who did you think I was no going to say you were? In. I thought you were going to say I'm Leonardo. No, yeah, I'm Leonardo. Okay, good. I much prefer this dynamic. <laughs> All right, Matt, your number two. Yes. Oh, real quick, going off of the uh, that. I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. That was obviously in my honorable yeah, Matt, mentions. Matt, me up. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Michelangelo. Um, no, I mean, obviously, it's an amazing scene. But going back to the choreography, I mean, there's nothing else we haven't we you know we haven't already said about it before. But if you're not if you're thinking about the choreography in that scene and not thinking, oh shit, oh shit, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life, as you're watching that scene, you're what are you doing? Like, I feel like you are literally fooling yourself. Like, oh my god, as a star, as a fan, like you, that mm-hmm. was an insane moment. Like again, in the theater, insane time. Yeah, yeah. people love showing that scene at point two five times speed, and they're like, this guy's just waiting for his mark until he, the lightsaber moves so he could block it. And it's like that's how every single lightsaber fight is. It's not real life, bro. Correct. You yeah. go back and watch the prequels. Yeah, and that's what kills me the most is that the people who argue that usually love the prequels, and it's like you understand whatever. I know it's. Also, maybe they're just thinking ahead. They're like, this guy's getting murked. How can I be tactful about this and not end up like that? <laughs> Think with your brain, not your mind. <laughs> um, uh, I know. Matt, what's your number two? Um, my number two is Luke versus Vader and Empire, and Empire Strikes Back. Obviously, we you know we end we begin in. One of the coolest settings, I think, for this fight to begin. Yes, we have a weird Vader moment when he flies back. But besides that, the whole thing is really rad. And obviously, then we end with one of the most famous scenes in all of, you know, not Star Wars, but just cinema in general. Well, as we said before, most famous does not necessarily mean best or coolest, but... Go on. <laughs> Gives it a lot of credit, though. <laughs> it does indeed. And also, it's my number two, not my number one. But it also is these two classic characters, I think, when you have, you know, Darth Vader, this really scary, um, really scary villain versus Luke Skywalker, you know, our hero. And they, once again, they change locations consistently throughout. And I love that cat and mouse game, especially when he's in the hallway right before he goes out on the ledge. There's not much happening. When Darth in Vader scene. was holding his breath. What? <laughs> what? When Darth Vader's holding his breath and Luke's like looking for him, and then yes. he pops out around the corner and he's winded and he's like yeah. really breathing heavy. I, it's funny. I never really take a, I've never took it. Never like that. that either. Is he actually breathing heavy? In that yeah, part? he's gassed. <laughs> Go watch it. Maybe. Because you don't hear him breathing, you don't hear the. Yes. Or interesting. He's really hustling to like a shortcut. <laughs> or that. Yeah, he ran that way. Either but, way, you don't hear the breathing um, yeah. while Luke's like being spooked out uh, looking yeah. for him, and then you mm. hear it. He's panting. And that's like a great middle of that arc, right? I think in, you know, when we see Han get frozen in Carbonite and we were seeing that set used again and it's foggy and spooky and we're able to see this from really far away. And as the scene progresses, we're getting closer and closer. It's becoming more claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the setting is claustrophobic when we begin, but it slowly starts to expand. And all of a sudden we're in this massive uh, void, which I don't even know what that room would really be used for, to be honest. Um, but then, in the opposite side, we are st- we're starting very far back, and we're seeing the steps, and then we're closing in on them, and then we're very tight. So it's contrasting, um, which I think is very cool to look at, and it's very spooky. I think uh, to be to see these claustrophobic settings in such a far back view, and then these really massive settings in such a very claustrophobic view. Um, and then beyond that, we, we, you know, we get this great dynamic between Vader and Luke. Um, 
at the end of them battling it out, we're like, oh my God, like, no, you know, he is indeed his father. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously that's a great line and stuff, but like even taking that out, I mean, I think it's a great cap and a great ending, but also Luke is bested. He is, he is defeated. He is beat. Yes. It's um, a good ending to a fight. Like he gets his hand cut off and that's the end of the fight. There's, yeah, you can't come back from that. You cannot. Especially I, when you consider the mm-hmm. fact that Luke didn't know he was going to be okay by falling down that endless pit. He genuinely thought oh, yeah. that just taking the L and just dying right here is better than falling to the dark side. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's my number two. I also rated this one very highly. I gave it a 10 for story and ending, only a 5 for flashy, just because old, you know. Yep. This is not exciting. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me about you. But that it's doesn't not. surprise me about Matt either for picking it, and I'm glad that you did because you. I had this listed uh, on my list. I was going to have it as an honorable mention if nobody talked about it just because it's, it is iconic. You have to talk about that, yep. right? But I couldn't fit it into my top five, so I'm very glad that you did, and I'm really excited for what your number one is because there's also another one like that that I couldn't talk about but really hope someone did. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm really interested in my number one as well. I'm really surprised no one put it. Um, I will say one last thing about the Luke Vader fight in Empire. Mm-hmm. When Luke finally gets a hit on Vader and he like hits his shoulder and Vader says like, ah, and winces. Yeah. That is such an eerie moment because it's like, oh, yay, Luke is winning. But like, oh, God, Luke, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> He's pissed. <laughs> you just upset him more. <laughs> All right. My number two... Um, which actually shocks me because I can't believe it's so low. It is the Duel of the Fates, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon versus Maul in The Phantom Menace. I knew that this list wasn't going to be right either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, so that is one of the best songs. I'll just start there. One of the best songs in all of Star Wars. If not. At, l- yeah. at least top three. Um, the speed that Maul fights with and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, the, just the intensity, it was... I, I always get upset with Matt when he credits something for being the first, but it really, it, I, I give this one credit when it's not fair because I've so frequently say that's stupid, but it was the first cool Star Wars fight in Star Wars and they just make it so much better than it was. And it's such an improvement on anything that it was before. And But but it still holds up by today's standards because it's still one of the best ones. But you see that it's not my, I mean, it's not me saying it's old as it's old as because you have an emotional attachment yes, to it, Luke. Yes. So now going forward, every <laughs> single time I say that is because it is emotional attachment, much because I like, I watch movies from the 70s and 60s and I understand the sci-fi behind it. So Star Wars does it better. Then, then Logan's run. Then anything else. This is how you're. This is exactly how I feel about the original trilogy. I'm going to go ahead and move us along because I feel like I'm losing this battle. Matt is currently <laughs> taking the timestamp of this argument so that he can play this in future episodes. <laughs> Any, yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, what do you guys think of the Duel of the Fates? No, uh, yeah, obviously it was great. I mean, uh, a double bladed lightsaber like that's bad. Yeah, and you see him, and the music kicks in with the chorus of the singers and everything. Yes, it's, it is obviously iconic. Um, yeah, every single thing about it. The emotional stake the outcome the fact that Qui-Gon dies uh, uh Obi or yeah Obi-Wan slicing Qui-Gon no <laughs> that took a turn slicing Maul in half and then having him fall down an endless pit is such a satisfying ending um yeah every single thing about it 10 out of 10 I will say when I was rewatching it I was just pulling up YouTube videos of all of these mm-hmm. even though I do subscribe to Disney Plus but because Disney Plus it's is hard. such garbage on uh a computer and like fast forwarding to try to pick out an exact scene. It never works. Yeah. I always have to pull up, pull it up on my phone to do it. And I it's just also hard it because it's computer. a very long fight. We should give it credit for sheer length too. I mean, a lot of these yes. fights that I'm choosing, like especially some of these newer ones, they're relatively short in length. That yes. one has 
tons and tons of choreography to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but the YouTube video I watched, it cut off at Qui Gon's death. No, it's like, well, there's a whole other half. I really like the Obi Wan Darth Maul part, but yeah, whatever. But uh, even without that part, I still rated this at my number two. In, in all transparency, this is my number one. And I think it is because it came out when we were kids. And I think when you're watching that, you're like, oh my God, this is, again, it does what all the, almost all the battles in uh, the original trilogy, it just does it better. And beyond that, it has emotional stakes. It has a massive, two massive surprise endings. In 99, you're just like, oh my God, Qui-Gon Jinn, the leader of this trilogy is now dead. And the villain of this trilogy, Darth Maul, is now dead. Like that's insane. And beyond that, again, you were, I forget what phrase you used earlier, but talking about Darth Maul's like gaze. Uh, striking mm-hmm. gaze I think um, it was like stalking his prey yes it, like it, it, it is so spooky and so eerie um, and then we also get even in the hangar that's where the f- fight starts and we see the second light the second blade come out and you're like that's an amazing beginning to that fight uh, and it's so badass when Qui-Gon just says we'll handle this and then Padme says we'll take the long way yeah it's yes. such a cool oh, start a great to a fight and then also just like the and then they derobe the uh, yes and then the the uh, the red blockade for you know waiting for them to the get shield yeah the shield's it's a great character moment you see qui-gon meditating yes and maul stalking him yeah and it's just, like why are those shields there i don't i do not know but it doesn't matter again what was that room for an empire do not know that's the type of world building that i like though where you see something and you're just like what is that yeah like and there's other types it's of like... world building where you're just like oh that makes sense like that's like this earth's equivalent of this yes. thing you know but it's funner when you see stuff like that and you're just like i agree i don't know what it is but it's adding to the story it's adding to this yes. fight something to do with plasma farming because that's what they were doing in that that's what that structure is for see, and it's like what does that even mean but it's like, in, i know in, especially in <laughs> what the, the hell 90s, even is that in early 2000s like 13 ghosts you guys ever see that movie Mm-mm. it's the same thing where the room locks and unlocks and you're like wait what like that doesn't make any sense, but you're just you instantly just like yeah, I like what this is doing, so I'm just gonna buy into it. And it's the same thing where those it's just so creepy as those lock and unlock, and you're just in suspense the entire time. I absolutely love that fight. Um, all right, let's before we get our number ones, let's talk about some honorable mentions. Uh, Max, you have any? Do I? <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta. Hmm. The hell is this, Max? Do you want me to go? Well, because my, <laughs> I, my list has changed significantly, so now I'm like no, no. paranoid that you I'm should. About to right, we, we can talk about him after number give one. Give out what someone's you, What do you got one? for you should also mentions, assuming it's not the Ahsoka Vader fight? Uh, it's not, <laughs> okay. and also that's amazing number one choice too. Jesus Christ! Um, the, I was hoping someone else took it. I didn't want to talk too much about it when I talked about the. You should, Obi-Wan man. I was really starting to bait. I was like, anybody going to say anything now to go further? <laughs> and Luke, you didn't. But you should really talk about the Obi Wan Anakin fight though a little bit more, Max, because I really fumbled that in the beginning, but. Uh, I can run through some quick uh, honorable mentions. Um, One is the most is, uh, you know, one of the newer ones, uh, which I'm sure, Luke, you can talk about. But I really like the Balin Skull Ahsoka fight. Uh, The first fight or the second fight? Because I had both. Uh, The first fight, actually. Um, that, but, I like that one better too. Right? It's just it's a load of fun. Um, again, we, I don't want to talk to him in, in, in these really necessarily in full depth. We've talked a lot of them. The, uh, but, I'll just yes. say he mm-hmm. lifts a rock. More more rock Boom! lifting. Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Max, this is my technicality one too. Is the Obi Wan versus Django fat? 
I love when they're on. Mm. I I think that is such a fun battle. It's not even really. It's not a battle. It's more of a kind of a quick fight. He doesn't use his lightsaber for most of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But that whole scene and sequence, I love it, and it's raining. Um, and I think he uses his lightsaber, you know, really in a really cool way. And you're like, oh, especially in Attack of the Clones, we were just like, you want more action. Um, I it, that movie is built on moments, like we talked about, and I think that is one of the moments. In that scene, I always think it's funny when um. They fall off the edge, and Django's holding up Obi-Wan and got his yes. dagger thing in the side. And so he can't use his left arm because it's holding him onto the thing. So he has to pull up his Obi-Wan arm to yes. de- disconnect it. That is so annoying. He's, you just know if he had survived the next day, he would have made like a button that he can press with only his right <laughs> hand on his right hand. Yeah, it's really fixing that, that immediately. That is a fault. Um, I also have here uh, Luke versus Vader in Return of the Jedi. It is very spooky. We always talk about that, how they're hunting. Um, I, lo- I love that fight. That was an honorable mention that I had. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Anything Obi- from Return of the Jedi is fantastic, though. Yes. Uh, Obi-Wan versus Vader in New Hope. Luke, I know you hate this, but it's not the fight itself, right? Is- that, w- that one would get a zero for Flash. I'm so sorry. Yeah, what your number one time. is now, Matthew. I thought that's what you were going to go with. It's not. It's not. No, my number one is the Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus, Va- is versus Maul. That's why I'm running through these now because oh, okay. it's already said. Um, well, pick another one for your number one then. We'll come back to you it. Know what? I will. And then the la- but the, the Vader last thing is like it is zero flash, but it is what it represents and the fact that it is now that scene is means even more that he just gives up and I I think it is a is a nice fight and it is you know then we're able to have the uh, Lee and Han get away anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, my honorable mentions have all been talked about. Uh, uh, so I'll use my time to talk more about the Ahsoka versus Balin fight Please, because yeah. it's so cool. Um, do you think, did Ahsoka think Sabine would destroy the map if she died, but would be used as a prisoner to by Balin to keep the map around if she survived? So she, like, mm. kind of intentionally died, but, I mean, you know, fell off the ledge. Because Sabine is there, and Ahsoka wants Sabine to destroy the map. And I think in Ahsoka's mind, she's thinking, if I don't, I can't win this fight, if I stalemate this fight, Sabine will not destroy the map in order to trade it for my life. But if I lose this fight, then Sabine will rage destroy it right now. Man, she is a gambling woman if that's what she was thinking. And it didn't pay off. It did not pay off. No. <laughs> if, that's, if that was what she was thinking, yeah. I, I just had that thought. Um, I also had rated um, on my rating scale, and then upon rewatch, it fell close to the bottom of my list, unfortunately. But the... Uh, Shin Hati Sabine fight one yep. on Lothal. Mm. That, in terms of you guys were talking about um, giving so much credit to like what stays with you and what you remember, that is maybe the most memorable scene from Ahsoka for for me because that was interesting. I I just love that fight. I love Shin Hati as you know, and that was um, so new for Sabine to be doing uh, lightsaber battle and the banter where. Um, Shin Hati says, I'm looking for that, and Sabine says, that's too bad. And there's some really cool action shots of Shin Hati. Uh, I won't describe the shots, but um, there's some really cool poses, and that one scene where Ahsoka, or excuse me, when Sabine is like on her back, holding herself up, like doing most of a crab walk, but still fighting back against Shin. Yep. And then the ending, she gets stabbed, but she survives, which I said before, I don't really like that much. But the shock value was so high, because... That's mm-hmm. just such a good ending. Like, she won. Like, you didn't stand a chance this whole time, Sabine. She was right outside of a major metropolitan area, though. They were able to get her immediate exactly. medical attention. Exactly, that one attention. makes sense. The Reva one makes less sense. <laughs> Qui-Gon she... was in the planet's core, essentially. There was no getting him help. Qui-Gon had and to Obi-Wan sit there was... and slowly die for another 20 minutes while Obi-Wan killed them all. Yeah. yeah. Let me, so just, I'm, I'm, 
loving this episode. So let me just get this straight. <laughs> Something that's new and flashy that you really remember <laughs> on the top of your head, you don't remember being, it's not as good as watching the second time, where something that you remember at a core memory that is older, you like better. My God. Yeah, I'm all over the place. It's I can't even say it's Luke, a gut thing, because sometimes it's not. <laughs> it is a gut thing. Luke, That's why that I was so is, surprised that you went with such objective criteria that is, for this. That is growth, my friend. I am proud of you. <laughs> that is growth. We have made progress. This whole this whole podcast is actually therapy. We are done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's allowed to like what they like. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go into what, my number one because well, I've already quick, said no, multiple talk about times what it is. One more honorable uh, mention yeah, because Matt talked about that Django Fett Obi-Wan fight, which really calls into question what is a lightsaber duel. So, yeah, well, I, didn't, I didn't push back. I would say not that one. I would not have counted that on my list. I want to count it just because I also want to include as an honorable mention just the entire Geonosis arena battle. Geonosis, I think, is a good one too. But to me, it's also. It yeah, does I mean, the there's line no, more. I would count that more than the There's no lightsabers clashing. Yeah. yeah that's, that's interesting. True. But it is like. But we should talk about it. Lightsaber. It's a, good, it's a good scene. It is amazing. It's, I guess that's true. Is it lightsaber duel, which implies two, or is it lightsaber battle? Which is a little different, I think, because that's just a battle with lightsabers. I know I'm going to get some flat for saying this, but it's a gut thing sometimes. <laughs> you just know <laughs> no, it when you see it. I agree. Like, I thought we were going to talk about the Luke Kylo fight at the um, end of The Last Jedi, which maybe we still are. Maybe we will, yeah. That, okay. might, that might come up. Maybe, maybe it'll come up, but and we, we can talk about it then. So j- just cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Geonosis fight, uh, super cool. I, I will say then, I also wanted to talk about the... Um, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Yoda versus Dooku at the end of Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rate that one highly, but it just has horrible endings for the Anakin, Obi-Wan section and for the Yoda section. Yeah. The fights never really end. They just All the characters just kind of walk away. But I'm just thinking, upon rewatching that, Obi-Wan and Anakin are getting whooped ten ways to Sunday, and they eventually lose and are about to be killed, and then Yoda comes hobbling in, moving at half the speed of smell, and <laughs> starts fighting Count Dooku, and it's like, oh, actually, he can move super fast, and yeah. he's just saving it. If Yoda took even a little bit of that hustle and just got there when Obi Wan and Anakin were not defeated, they could have killed Obi or killed Count Dooku so easily and saved the whole galaxy from the Clone Wars. Yeah, and if he just had a little urgency. Talking about like the anticlimactic ending of that battle when he just kind of like drops that pillar, and Yoda just has to like take a second to save them real quick. I always think of that shot where Obi Wan is just laying really awkwardly, like on his side of his arm, and he's <laughs> yes. he's looking up at that tower falling on him, and Yoda has to catch it. And I'm like, you're conscious, like you I can know. Help. At least Anakin had the decency to be asleep. <laughs> yeah, he passed out. He lost a limb. That makes sense. Obi Wan had only one of his arms a little bit sliced, right? Like his other arm was still working. Yeah, he makes a full recovery with no medical attention. <laughs> yeah, you could you could have helped out a little bit there, bud. The also, it doesn't look like that big of a pipe. Like Obi Wan doesn't even try. He's like, oh, this is how I go. This is it. <laughs> the Jedi Council needs more personal reviews. Yoda, a little bit, little bit quicker, please. Gotta talk about your year Obi- of assessment, yeah. Obi Wan. Yeah, oh, yeah. Obi Wan, just just a little bit more hustle, please. Um, all right. Are we ready for number ones? I'm going to get into mine because I keep talking about it. Let uh, it rip. Ahsoka versus Vader in Star Wars Rebels. Let me pull up my notes. Excuse me for not having them ready. Um, in live action in lightsaber fights, there's a pretty stark disconnect, not disconnect, but difference in 
not even to mention the original trilogy, but between the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy, and I think I've talked about this on the pod before, so Matt, please stop me when I start <laughs> repeating myself too much, but <laughs> in the sequels, they had the technology where they could use the light sticks that have the light reflect on the yeah. actors, and that was such an improvement, and in the prequels, they didn't have that, and so the light doesn't reflect on the actors, and it looks worse upon rewatch, but they did where they were able to do the fight choreography with just sticks that they could whip around at yeah. lightning fast speeds. And so the fights look cooler in terms of the choreography, but they look worse in terms of the effects, but animation can really have their cake and eat it too in that regard, because yeah. they're able to do whatever they want. They're able to have the choreography be so fast and so fluid. They can do 12 different moves in one second. And this fight really shows that, um, especially on a rewatch because like I said, when I first uh, did my ratings, this was like middle to the bottom end of my list. But then when I rewatched it, it shot up to number mm-hmm. one or two because it is so cool when Ahsoka and Vader like go outside of that um, the the temple kind of thing, and they're like fighting on the outskirts. They're really way like that's some of the best animation fight choreography, or maybe even live action. I guess I don't know, but that's a big statement. But that's just really good choreography for a fight, and then the emotional implications that. Like, of course, Ahsoka and Vader have all this history and story together, but Ahsoka doesn't come back to slice off Vader's half-helmet until mm-hmm. Vader was capturing the holocron and going to get uh, Ezra and Kanan. So she, like, did it to save her friends, which is a great beat yeah. for her character and for the story of all of their characters. And, uh, yeah, it's just such a cool moment. All of the dialogue, um, when Ahsoka says... I will avenge his death, and Vader says that's not the Jedi way, and she says I'm no Jedi, obviously mm-hmm. a super... Um, not that it matters that it's iconic, but it has become. A <laughs> Who <iconic>. are you? <laughs> it's a very good line. Uh, it really stays with me as well. As I feel people. like we. I felt like we took a pause, and fifteen years have passed, Luke. I'm like, who are you right now? I'm so proud. Anyway, what do you guys so want to say about this? I and, and also this is coming off the heels of Kanan being blinded, which is my number three. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely love this this fight, and it ends so well, and it lends on such a mystery. And I again, Rebels at the end of season two, I love Rebels, uh, but I, and I and I love the ending of Rebel season one, which I might talk about in a minute. But season at the end of season two, I was like, "Whoa, this is an amazing show," um, and I feel like that is like what off, like fully solidified it. Mm-hmm. Um, Star I love Wars, that fight. Star Wars frequently does cliffhangers like this at the the end of seasons or series as a whole, and it was a real. Um, twist that we got the resolution to this cliffhanger in rebels because it happens and like oh we don't know what happened to ahsoka maybe we'll see in a series coming up but like the show rebels keeps marching on yeah in terms of the timeline and you would not expect that you would go back in time so to speak we know world between mm-hmm. worlds but that, w- that was a really nice way for dave filoni and company to handle that but not make us wait another six years like i fear is going to happen with yeah balen skull and peridia and stuff there was a uh, star wars celebration where they made a really big deal about that because they didn't know if she died or not and uh dave filoni during a panel was wearing a t-shirt that said ahsoka lives question mark and so it was like kind of trolling everyone because no one knows if she lived or died or anything and then i think they premiered a trailer for rebels that she was in or something and mm. so he like it was like a patch and he like removed the question mark and it was like an exclamation park or oh, something like that's that so cool and so it said ahsoka lives. i have not seen that i'm gonna youtube that later yeah yeah so am i <laughs> worth, a, worth a google that might be my new weekly warm-up <laughs> for the days to watch <laughs> i've heard the phrase ahsoka lives a lot before like in the fandom in the mm. community they say yeah. that a lot but i never knew what it was from really 
All I right. don't know if it's from that or if that was a thing and then Dave Filoni was playing off of it. I wonder mm. which one came first. Yeah. Chicken or egg, you know? All yeah. right. What do you guys have for your number ones, Max? I went with the Luke versus Kylo Ren ending to The Last Jedi, and this was another technicality question. I think it's obviously a lightsaber duel. Yeah. You got two people with the lightsaber dueling each other. They just happen the that sounds like to a... never touch because we know that Luke was teaching old Ben Solo one last lesson. And the security guard from Rest of Atlanta was there, right? And the what? <laughs> no touching. Oh, no touching. <laughs> Wow, that's a deep reference. Um, <laughs> I really only hope, you would get, I would assume. I hope there's a lot of fans to our podcast who appreciate that reference. Um, I don't get it. Everyone so, just yelled. For all those people sitting at home. Your brother Jake will love I'm it. I'm with you. Though. No touching. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great emotional uh, climax, the story. Uh, the uh, story arc for Luke coming to a, a close in that moment. Um, Kylo Ren. It's, it's beautiful. Obviously, the whole illusion uh where he kind of stabs him and it goes right through him and you realize what's happening that he wasn't there and then you have to watch it a second time and it gets even better because then you start noticing that the footprints weren't making the snow yeah. red because there was no weight there i was just like gonna that. say i remember like after that movie people were talking about us like well i guess i'll see this tomorrow again <laughs> yeah i remember it was i i have to put it as my number one because it is one of the uh I don't, it was one of the strangest feelings I had watching a movie because I was like kind of sick to my stomach at first because I was like, "What is going on?" Because You're worried they were going to go full dumb with it. Yeah, I had the because same I was when like, he got shot with the AT-AT, and it's like, okay, so he's just a god now. Like, yeah, I don't but then that, it all just makes sense. That, but I also did notice that his like hair and everything was just totally different, and I was hmm. like, why does he just look so different? And then, um. Uh, the lightsaber really stuck out to me. I was like, he doesn't have... We just watched that lightsaber get destroyed two minutes ago. What happened? Yeah. And then it finally it revealed and it all comes together and it was like the ultimate climax where I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually so beautiful. And then you start thinking about like all the story elements that went into that and everything. And it's beautiful. And again, Luke Skywalker, the ultimate Jedi. Uh, Jedi uses their power for defense, uh, not destruction or whatever that saying is and that was like the ultimate lesson of that that he was able to save all of his friends they were he was able to give them time to escape and uh, he did the whole thing without ever even being there or literally swinging his lightsaber i never thought of this but do you think leia was pissed when he he gave her a fake gift of han's dice i think she knew that he was uh, a hologram that whole time because so we she now had to realize- pretend she was excited about a gift <laughs> that's the worst isn't she it was, you're like oh thanks she was really excited that his hologram was there and that was his way of saying like Han died and I'm acknowledging it to yeah. you um, I'm not a last Jedi hater I do wish no you're not because it's our favorite movie as a podcast it is <laughs> but I what? because legacy doesn't Matt matter wants yeah, we're gonna Matt, we want to revisit the rankings now oh, but, we, but I do wish that there was a different moment between Luke and R2 that's the only thing I was gonna say I don't mind the wink or whatever um, but you mean Luke and three PO or Luke and R two? Uh, oh, you you oh, sorry, three uh, PO. Okay, yeah. right, you're right. I you're agree right. with that. I don't like the wink and I don't like the uh, the shoulder brush after he gets annihilated by those. That AT-ATs. the shoulder brush is one of those things that I think it it feels like somebody that was like almost fifty wrote it. That was like oh this is trying cool. to be cool and hip like yeah. oh wouldn't it be cool yeah. kids? And that I was is like yeah, yeah. I mean you've talked about that a lot about like writing stuff and when you were like just try to make things as most copacetic as possible like if that was in if that was in Empire Strikes Back like that would have not aged well and it's the same thing now um, there's again whether they say 
goons, which doesn't make any sense, or they say ghouls in Rise of Skywalker, because I have a feeling it says they say ghouls. It's, go- it's definitely not ghouls. I wish it the was ghouls. The subtitles say ghouls. It's ghouls. It doesn't make any sense. What does that mean? <laughs> you think they changed it in post? They were like, what if we just said they said this in the subtitles? <laughs> yeah, I think they were like, we messed up bad. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even want to do a reshoot. They were like, just put it in the subtitles. <laughs> you know what's funny? A reshoot. It's just a voice. <laughs> yeah, that would have been an easy thing to fix, even in post. Unless they could get, what's his name back? Because wasn't that a famous cameo? Who says it? It's not Daniel Craig, is it? Or Tom Hardy? I'm Tom, Tom no, Hardy. Daniel like, Craig was in Force, Force Awakens, Awakens, I think. Yeah. I kind of think that was a famous cameo, but I can't remember who it was now yeah. either. Uh, but the Luke Kylo fight, uh, one last thing I wanted to say is that uh, Mark Hamill's performance in The Last Jedi has been very well praised and very well deservedly. Um, but the one moment that doesn't get enough praise, I think, because mm-hmm. it could fall so flat, is when Kylo Ren, the first thing they say to each other, and Kylo Ren says, Are you here to say you're sorry to say, or to say you forgive me to save my soul? And Luke says, No. Like, the way I just said it, that's not that cool of a yeah. moment. But the way Mark Hamill delivers it, and he says no, and just ah, I just love that yeah. acting moment, that Luke Skywalker moment. It's such a cool, cool, cool part. He's a cool guy. All right, Matt, what do you have for your number one? Our last number one. Yes. Yeah, so technically, this is my number six. This is actually my number six, as my honorable mention. Obviously, as we talked about, the Qui Gon Obi Wan versus Maul is my number one. But this one is I'm one I'm glad I get to spend a little bit of time on and appreciate, which is uh, we already talked about a little bit, which is the ending of season one of Rebels, which is the Kanan and Ezra versus the Grand Inquisitor fight. Mm. Absolutely loved it. It was the first fight in Rebels that really blew me away, and the fact that they're going on multiple levels, and you you know Ezra at that point is so new to this world, and is you know Kanan's trying to train him, and you finally kind of see this uh, master and apprentice. Uh, dynamic really coming into full and coming into its fruition and you're being able to see where it can grow which is why i think when keenan dies it is so sad because it's not fully developed yet it's not fully there um which seems to happen a lot actually <laughs> between you know padawans and masters i guess um but yeah I, I absolutely love it i think the grand inquisitor is so creepy we talked about uh deaths and the grand inquisitor is in my honorable mentions as well and why think about lightsaber battles this is like in that this is up there and so i have two in my top 10 from from rebels alone mm-hmm. uh i Which love no that they i love that the grand inquisitor is a powin that's a great example of the star wars creators just doing something because it's cool like dave floney uh, was just watching revenge of the sith and saw that powin and that one scene there's a just a super cool yeah alien design and he was like yes i like that i'm gonna keep working with that <laughs> yep it's his version of a lobot <laughs> I was uh, recently watching a documentary about uh, Chris Claremont, who is uh, like the most famous um, X-Men author, and he's very well known for being very inclusive in a lot of uh, his X-Men stories. Um, uh, and in the documentary, he was talking about how whenever there was a new character, one of the first questions he asked would be, why can't it be a girl? Um, and... I feel like Star Wars does that sometimes with a lot of their characters where, yeah, there's just like a weird, like, why can't this be an alien? Like, is there any reason? And I like it when they do just make random people aliens every now and then. Yes, I've talked at length before about that, that I think there should be even more of that. I want so many more aliens. Um, but let us know what you think about your favorite lightsaber fights. As we mentioned, the our uh, exact lists got a little muddied when putting them together. So it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And we love all these fights, and we got to talk about all of them one way or another. So even if uh, it may appear that the 
uh, Battle of the Heroes, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin on Mustafar is Matt's fifth favorite. It, it is actually my favorite, and Max's is, I'm sure, up there as well. But it, th- that doesn't matter. We got to talk about all of them, and it was a great time. Does anyone have any force for thought? Yes, and Carl uh, Urban was that cameo from The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, oh sick. Um, going back to the intro joke that you talked about, um, Womp Rats being no bigger than two meters... Mm-hmm. First off, that is terrifying. That's six feet. I'm assuming <laughs> Womp Rat is a type of rat. Could you imagine a six-foot rat? That is horrifying. Yeah. And gives a lot of credence as to why somebody would just go around in a T-16 killing them. That makes a lot of sense if you're me. I don't know. A lot of people make that into kind of like a meme when Luke's like, oh, I used to bullseye Womp Rats, my T-16 yeah, they back sound, home. They, they like to meme it like he's shooting kittens. <laughs> yeah. And no, these <laughs> things are six feet tall. They're six-foot rats. I mean, this guy's hunting yeah, for all like intents and gators. purposes. <laughs> Yeah. Or me, that's exactly my height. Or <laughs> anyway. I think I've grown a little bit, weirdly. That's exciting. I know. Good, you because I definitely than have not rat. shrunk. I'd much <laughs> prefer that. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, follow us on all the socials. Let us know what you think about your favorite lightsaber battles. And until next time, thanks for stopping. See you soon. <laughs> we'll cut that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for stopping. <laughs>